Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And the people spake against God and against Moses, saying, Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread here, neither is there any water. And our soul loathes, which means to hate with disgust, this light bread, which was the manna. And because of this, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray therefore unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And so Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And so Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass, that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Numbers chapter 21 verse 5 through 9. The people's sins, selfishness, ungratefulness, lust, bitterness, hatred, and outright blasphemy opened the door for these evil things to come in. It was nothing less than sin that let this evil plague of death in. These Israelites were bitten by serpents, poisoned, and dying. And in order to save them from perishing in this judgment that their own sin had set in motion under the justice of the law that they had been given, did they have to have faith that the sin itself could be crucified? They needed to see the serpent lifted up on a tree. They needed to believe that it was the sin within them that had been let in from the beginning, that old serpent in the tree in the garden that infected them and caused them to perish, and that it was this that needed to die, that they might live. And so we fast forward a few thousand years, and Israel is in bondage yet again, this time to the Romans. Jesus walks the streets preaching a message of repentance, forgiveness, deliverance, and being born again into new beginnings. This was a very different message than that of the zealots that had come before him seeking political and military deliverance from the enemy. Jesus steps in and begins his public ministry when God starts pouring out miracles in order to validate this very different message but the people just didn't get it. Many did begin to believe that he could be the Messiah that they had been waiting for, the deliverer. They wanted him to ride in and destroy the Romans, their enemies, the source of their oppression, or so it seemed. But God doesn't think like we think. You see, God wanted to save the Romans, just like he had spared his own children so many times in their own wildernesses. The deliverer was indeed here, but his deliverance would not be from this physical enemy, but rather from the demonic influences that poisoned them. 
Jesus was not here just to save them, the chosen, but all men by the hands of those chosen. Just like he did that day in the wilderness through Moses, the Jews would lift this pole up once again so that all men could be kept from perishing in the judgment from the sin within that had bitten and poisoned them unto death and damnation. And in order for Jesus to do this, he would have to crucify their sin upon a cross in the sight of all men, tribes, tongues, and nations to give them faith that it has been completed. The serpent is defeated. The law fulfilled. The body of sin crucified that we might live. The source of sin judged and condemned that men once influenced might be redeemed and forgiven, set free from bondage to it, born again into liberty for whom the Son sets free is free indeed if they would only see and believe. John chapter 3 verse 14 We read the words of Jesus to Nicodemus when he says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he hath made him self to be sin for us, he who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And John chapter 12, verse 31 says, Now is the judgment of this world come. Now shall the evil prince of this world be cast down. And I, Jesus, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. Just like Moses's serpent on the pole, Christ would take our sins upon himself and be lifted up that we might see and believe that the enemy has been defeated. Every one of us was in the place that those Israelites were, wicked men, murmurers, complainers, rejectors of God's manna, his word, his promises, his wisdom, his provision, bitten by serpents, poisoned by sin, dying a spiritual death in a barren wilderness. Yet God, in his great love, mercy, and compassion, wanted to crush that serpent without killing the children of Adam that this serpent had poisoned unto death by injecting their souls with lies, pride, disease, selfishness, and most importantly, twisted concepts of who God really is. And so Jesus came to set the record straight, to demonstrate who God is, that he desires to save all men, that whomsoever will believe Jesus will be saved. So look to him today, his words, his teachings, and his demonstration. 
and the bites of that old serpent will amount to nothing. They won't poison us anymore. Jesus paid for our freedom. We need only to look at what he did and believe it. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22 says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on that tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. For ye are as sheep that have gone astray, but now have been returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your soul. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 says, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us, for the laws that we had broken, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them. And Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. My friend, it may not make complete sense to you today. But just like Jesus said to Nicodemus when he came and asked what he must do to get into the kingdom of heaven, he said you must be born again. And it's just like when the wind blows through the trees, you may not completely understand it, the end or the beginning. But right now, you can feel something stirring. There's something moving. You can see the effect of it in the lives of the people around you who have put their faith in it and they have been changed. They're alive. They're moving. They're different than they were before. They allowed who they were, that sin within, that old corrupt spirit, that serpent from the garden to be crucified, to be nailed to the tree. And then they received of the spirit of God. They were born again. They became a new creation. They were forgiven. Jesus, this is what we needed. Not more teaching, not more understanding, just faith like the Israelites in the wilderness to look towards you and say, I believe that you can save me. Take away the sin that poisoned and damned me. Give me your spirit. I want to be born again. I look to you, to your words, to your wisdom. Nothing's too hard for you, Jesus. Many times the manna in scripture represented the word of God, that which he feeds us with spiritually. Of course, it is Jesus Christ himself, for he is the word made flesh. And it was when they loathed, they hated, they rejected this manna that the serpents came in and they began perishing. So God, today we repent of thinking that there is something better than your wisdom, your word, your teaching, better than Jesus in all of his simplicity and humility. He is the way, the truth, and the life that you have provided for me 
and I receive it daily on my knees, humbly in the prayer closet. I say, Jesus, whatever you said, I believe it. I receive it. I will open your word and read it and be transformed in the renewing of my mind every day by it. Thank you for taking our sin into your body and being nailed to that cross that we might see and believe that that which once poisoned and polluted us has been judged, that we might be set free. That you, who knew no sin, chose to take on our sin and give us, and give us, who knew no righteousness, your righteousness. We who were aliens and enemies unto God, you chose to trade places with and gave us your sonship. We were Barnabas, that zealot, that criminal, that one who deserved the cross that day, yet you took his place. Unworthy recipients of your mercy. We are the thief that hung at your side, on Mount Calvary, unworthy benefactors of your grace. When we do what he did that day and release faith, when we look at what you did and believe it, that you are who you said you are and that you came to redeem us. That you love us and never wanted to judge us for being deceived by an evil spirit that serpent in the garden but that it was always him that you desired to separate from us and nail to the tree that you might free us from his influence if we will but come to you in humble repentance you are more than willing to forgive us knowing that it was not us but the sin that dwelled within us that caused us to walk in wickedness as long as we are willing to extend the same graces to others knowing that it was not them that wronged us but the sin that dwelled within them we all get a new beginning when we come to the cross of Jesus. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.